You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down the threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. So in about 2020, uh, the U.S. government um, invited um, a number of members of Blackfly and and a related group that we call Greyfly. That's Dick O'Brien. He's a principal intelligence analyst with Symantec's Threathunter team. The research we're discussing today is titled Blackfly, Espionage Group Targets Materials Technology. Uh, and sort of uh, the indictment, you know, obviously this is, uh, these are charges and, and these people have yet to appear in court, but the indictment does appear to to kind of um, uh, put this group in the spotlight uh, a little bit uh, and give some kind of insights in, into how these, these Chinese-sponsored groups um, work. And what exactly do we know here? Uh, what we know here is, is that... Um, it is uh, Blackfly and, and Greyfly. Uh, they were often considered to be kind of related groups, and indeed a lot of vendors considered them to be one group, and, and they, they referred to them under uh, the umbrella name of APT41. Uh, and uh, it seems that uh, a number of these the people who, who used to work for Greyfly uh, at the time uh, were supposedly working in a technology company in Chengdu in China, uh, but they also had links with the Chinese Ministry of Public Security. And then uh, a number of these people also worked uh, with some uh, people in Malaysia and seemed to be uh, involved in uh, initially in attacks for financial gain, but they seem to have branched out into more commoner garden um, espionage. And this is, is, the, is the group that's, that's known as Blackfly. That's an interesting uh, element there that I, I don't think I was familiar with, the, the kind of crossover to Malaysia. I have to say, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little surprised that the Chinese government would tolerate that. Um, I think uh, from what it's, it would seem, certainly going by these indictments anyway, um, it, it's that uh, there's a lot of uses made of um, third-party contractors. Uh, so these people uh, may do some work on behalf of the Chinese government, but they also may do some work on behalf of themselves. 
And it's a very different way of working to maybe other nations uh, who tend to keep everything in in house and closely tied with their own intelligence agencies. Uh, but we have seen other countries uh, work in a similar fashion, most notably Iran. So in this uh, set of research that you all have released here, you're saying that they're targeting some materials technology companies. Can you Flesh that out for us. Who who are they going after here? Um, I can't really uh, give you too much uh, detail beyond what we which we say in the blog, um, except that you know there there are two subsidiaries of one uh, conglomerate, uh, an Asian company, uh, both of which are are in I guess what you could broadly speak uh, describe as the materials and and composite sector. So. Reading between the lines, you would probably think in this case they're looking for intellectual property. I see, and and is that the the typical playbook for black fly? I mean, what's the what's the spectrum that they're known for? Yeah, I would say so. All right, um, back when this group first kind of came on the scene and began making a name for itself, it was known for just attacking gaming companies. And then when the indictment came out, um, it sort of made sense in that um, uh, these people were using some of the tools they use um, for espionage attacks to make some money on the side by attacking the gaming sector. But now Blackfly, I, it's very, it's, it's hard to say, but they seem to have kind of uh, moved more into the orbit uh, of traditional espionage. Uh, so we've seen them going after semiconductor companies, telecoms firms, pharmaceutical, media, advertising. Uh, you name it, uh, really, for a very broad range of sectors. Um, now, whether that is at the behest of somebody else or whether they're acquiring this intellectual property to to sell it to the highest bidder, who knows? Uh, but we do know that there are confirmed links uh, with, the, with the Chinese um, security services there. And now a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals, confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com. And what's the distinction between black fly and gray fly? Um, there's some shared personnel between the two groups, um, but uh, there are, um, I guess, there probably uh, there are distinct teams. If for want uh, uh, is the best way to describe it. So some people work for both, but they are distinct um, operations. And gray fly is probably more uh, closely tied in with the state-sponsored espionage. I suppose, you know, touching on the indictment, I mean, that's primarily, a, I guess, a, a political statement more than anything else? Um, it, it is uh, in the sense that um, uh, the suspects, uh, it's probably uh, unlikely that they will uh, get to a courtroom uh, in the United States. 
Um, but it does kind of lay down a marker really of, uh, we know who you are. We know what you're doing. Um, and if you ever, um, if we ever have the upper opportunity to arrest you, we will. So, yeah, I mean, it is a political statement in, in that uh, sense, but it's also, I guess, um, you know, um, a move in, in the kind of, um, in the power plays that go on between nation states. Right. Be careful where you vacation. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> this, this uh, you would be uh, surprised at the amount of suspects um, who are arrested while on vacation, um, where somebody is wanted in, in a jurisdiction, usually the US, and they're, a, they're based in a country that doesn't have an extradition treaty, uh, treaty with them, um, and they decide to travel. And um, it turns out that uh, authorities have been watching them and they're arrested in that jurisdiction and, and extradited. What are your recommendations here for uh, organizations to, to best protect themselves against this sort of thing? Um, I think the general recommendations about targeted attacks um, do tend to apply to, to Black Fly. Um, and so uh, it's lots of different recommendations, really. It's about kind of um, adopting a defense in depth um security posture. Uh, so number one, uh, be aware of, of how these um, groups tend to compromise your organization. Uh, spear phishing emails are very popular. Uh, the other big one we're seeing at the moment is the exploitation of um, vulnerabilities in public-facing applications. Um, the attackers increasingly uh, are staying on top of uh, when new vulnerabilities are found in enterprise applications and um, looking for uh, organizations that are slow in patching them. And the other thing then, I guess, is to be aware of how these attacks tend to unfold. Uh, so the next step, once they kind of get access to a, a machine on the network, um, is stealing credentials. Um, administrative credentials are particularly valuable. So you have to kind of think about how you lock down them, like changing them regularly, adding two-factor authentication. And then they, they tend to um, use those stolen credentials to move laterally across the network and, and exfiltrate data. So it's, um, you know, it's not a just about having the best of breed security software. That always helps. But uh, there's all of these uh, best practices as well to adopt. Our thanks to Dick O'Brien from Symantec's Threat Hunter team for joining us. The research is titled Black Fly, Espionage Group Targets Materials Technology. We'll have a link in the show notes. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership 
while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. CyberWire Research Saturday podcast is a production of N2K Networks, proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. This episode was produced by Liz Irvin and senior producer Jennifer Iben. Our mixer is Elliot Peltzman. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Listeners, we're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com slash survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey and share your feedback now.